0: Alright, we made it to the end of the week. This is going to be the last podcast, so wow, we just did it. Now it's time to drink and eat and be a fat pig over the weekend, and also it's all going to be time to be licking on your babies. So the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, I am a man of leisure, and I'm also very, very intelligent, and I'm cultural, I'm a veritable Renaissance man. I found a poem that I would like to read to you from ancient Sumeria. It's very, very touching. It's the love poem between Inanna and Dumuzid. So let me begin by just saying this is very, very old. We're talking antediluvian times, pre-flood kind of stuff here. So, we're really going back. Uh, Let me begin with, well, the beginning. My vulva. (laughs) What an opening. My vulva, the horn, the boat of heaven, is full of eagerness like the young moon. My untilled land lies fallow. As for me, Inanna, who will plow my vulva? Who will plow my high field? Seems like you need a shave. Who will plow my wet ground? As for me, the young woman, who will plow my vulva? Who will station the ox there? Who will plow my vulva? Jeez. (laughs) She's really in heat here. Okay, make your milk. Sweet and thick, my bridegroom, my shepherd. I will drink your flesh milk. Woo. Wild bull de make your milk sweet and thick. I will drink your fresh milk. Let the milk of the goat flow in my sheepfold. <laughs> That's new. I've never heard. Of, <laughs> I've never heard a panty hamster be called a sheepfold. Fill my holy churn with honey cheese. <laughs> oh, Lord Damousi, I will drink your fresh milk. Oh, what touching prose here. Uh, Shakespeare has nothing on this. I mean, fill my holy churn with honey cheese. Uh, it doesn't get any hotter than that. Who needs pornography? <laughs> Oh, wait, what was the other one? Was it the sheep? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm going to go down on her sheepfold. <laughs> oh, who says ancient times aren't fun, huh? Oh, so that's something to get you into the weekend, get you in the mood to be licking on your baby, whoever that might be, and you uh, well, I hope you orgasm many times. But I want to talk about the serious stuff, as always. We can't talk about sheepfolds and honey cheese all night. Well, we, may, can't, we, we might be able to, actually. Anyway, U.S. buying $290 million worth of anti-radiation drugs for use in nuclear emergency. Uh, this particular article is from informationliberation.com. Chris Menahan. The Biden admin is doing what I exactly just said. And what they are buying is N-plate. And this is supposed to reduce radiation-induced bleeding and stimulates the body's production of platelets. The drug can be used to treat adults and children. As always, at this point, we should be well-versed in researching exactly what this drug is and what it does and the little itty bitty side effects that go along with it they also said they made it very clear according to the telegraph that the u.s government is not procuring end plate in response to the war in ukraine oh well of course not (laughs) why would they be doing that This is part of our ongoing work of preparedness and radiological security. It has not been accelerated by the situation in Ukraine. Okay, so here's the thing about all of this stuff. Uh, Well, you know what? I won't go into the thing just yet because, like I said, I, uh, I said I would go into a little bit of the drug. If you look at the insert for it. Uh, adverse reactions are just through the roof. Uh, dizziness, insomnia, mylo- myalgia, pain in extremities, abdominal pain, shoulder pain, dyspepsia, and paresthesia. Para, I can't pronounce this. Para paresthesia. Woof. Headache is the most common thing, but. Here's the. Th- here is the one of the more dangerous adverse events throughout this. Uh, if you use this drug, why? It is none other than an upper respiratory infection. Wow! What are the odds of that? Ear infection, gastroenteritis, sinusitis diarrhea, rash, purpura, orger, peripheral swelling, contusions. Okay, so you get the idea here. It also affects your bone marrow. This Taking this drug increases your chance of getting bone cancer. And so the problem with this is that a lot of these side effects, including what I just said, upper respiratory tract infection, uh, wouldn't that be something if... Oh, so we everybody needs to take these drugs as a prophylactic, and then all of a sudden we all get respiratory tract infections, knowing for a fact that a lot of these gene therapy injections in the form of COVID-19 vaccines uh, cause all kinds of things in the respiratory tract. It causes all kinds of icky things in there, too, where... You can't necessarily be in touch with somebody that has a cold because your immune system is kind of wiped out and on and on and on. So it would be very, very odd if everybody was forced to take these things and then all of a sudden everybody becomes sick and it looks like another COVID outbreak. How could that happen? What are the other side effects of this thing? is popliteal artery entrapment syndrome. In other words, in other words, it can cause arteries to narrow, causing pain and cramping with just slight activity, like walking. In severe cases, the nerves and muscles in the legs can become damaged. Almost sounds like a neurological disorder. Blood clots may occur in the lower legs. Doesn't that sound odd? Like why would they purchase almost $300 million of a drug that could potentially cause uh, blood clots when we know for a fact that a lot of the people that have been injected with COVID-19 gene therapy prophylactics also suffer from the same exact thing. Maybe they just need that little push over the edge to get them to suffer from popliteal or popliteal, I don't know how to say it, artery uh, entrapment syndrome. And then what do you have? You have a massive, massive die-off. Think about all the people that took the COVID-19 shots. Think about all the articles we read about people getting blood clots and strokes and heart attacks and all that stuff. Think about all of the reports that we hear from funeral home directors where they do the embalment and then all of a sudden they pull out all of these clots, these weird gray clots that aren't necessarily part of the blood system. They're, they're some other thing. And then there was that story of the high school kid that collapsed while playing football, he, and they yanked out six feet of blood clots. Gee, I wonder what that was from. So it seems as though... Or uh, in my opinion, I would not be surprised if what they're doing is creating the, I guess, setting the stage for allowing blood clots to occur all over the place. And so they're using drugs that enable more blood clots because there's some sort of timeline that these people are on that they need the world depopulated by 2030. So this goes back to the whole thing of a nuclear attack. Everybody's talking about a nuclear attack. How many times have we gone through this this year? Everybody's talking about it. Even Monkey Works on YouTube, spelled W-E-R-X, who talks about logistics and, and supply chain stuff along the military lines. Uh, and it's, it's a fairly informative. It is informative. I'll give him that. Um, and he makes... He makes dry toasts uh, sound interesting. So he cites that, oh, the Russians are withdrawing from one part of the Ukraine. Okay. And then he immediately goes down the nuclear road and says, oh, the reason why Putin is doing that is probably because Putin is going to be ready to start nuking all of the Ukraine. No, it could very well be that Putin is withdrawing troops to reposition them, particularly in the four new regions that are now belonging to Russia, and fortifying the other, other areas that are not part of Russia, or just on the border, not part of Russia. Why does everything have to involve a nuclear strike? Why does everything have to involve some massive, massive population die-off event? With these lunatics, these absolute lunatics, it couldn't be repositioning. No, no, no. They, they're pulling them out so that they can start using nuclear weapons. That's what it is. It must be that. So this is where old Chris Michaels is going to use his gift of prognostication. Because I can. And it's my podcast. And if you don't like it, just, I don't know, turn it off. It's not like anybody's paying me anyway. So, and I I read you poetry. Who else reads you poetry? So let's go back all the way back. During Trump's administration, we had Mighty Millie, General Mighty Millie, on stage during a press conference. This was after a COVID update. Millie just sort of marches on stage, sachets, limp-wristed, and he says. To to nobody, right? So this is a message for somebody. We don't know who it is, but it is a message, and he, it's in public, and it was very, very bizarre. He goes, you won't get in here. You will not get in this country. We are on our guard. Uh, what does that mean? What? Who are you talking about? At the same time, there was a massive uh, movement in the Caribbean— And Central America, the whole story was they're trying to stop smugglers, stop human trafficking, stop drug running and all that other stuff. So that's what they were really talking about. But also, parallel to that story, you had COVID going on. Remember that? Massive, massive supply chain disruptions on the West Coast. When when these big container ships come into the United States, they only inspect about 5% of them. So 95%. Percent of those 53 foot long cargo containers that these massive ships bring into port go unchecked. You can practically bring in anything you want. Hello, human trafficking. Hello, uh, what do they call them? Club K missiles or K missiles or something like that. Basically, it's a whole missile system that's been shrunk down to fit into one of those cargo containers. So, a nation like, I don't know, China could put a whole, basically a whole force, an insurgency force, inside of various cargo containers on a specific ship, knowing full well that they're probably going to get through and going into a certain port where they know they are going to be received and ignored without any sort of hesitancy, and then ultimately infiltrate into the United States. I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the main reasons why we saw such supply chain disruptions, because they actually tried to start inspecting more than 5% of those cargo containers. So you've got Millie during Trump's administration coming out saying, you won't get in here. Uh, What are you trying to bring in? Who is trying to bring it in? What are you talking about? Then you had the massive supply chain disruption on the West Coast for most of COVID. Then this year in July... Does everybody remember New York City puts out a PSA about, oh, be prepared after a nuclear blast? Oh, number one, get inside. Be fast. Get into the building. Move away from the windows. And then you've got to stay inside. Then you've got to get naked, right? Because you've got all those icky particles all over your clothes. And this is the most brilliant part of what you should do, thanks to the New York City Uh, PSA, you should sign up for Notify NYC, follow media, and officials will send you wireless alerts. A nuclear blast just went off, and you expect any kind of communications to be functioning. What about the EMP? So it's just another sign of how stupid New York City is and how dumb it's gotten. But anyway, we had all that come out. And then now, recently, you've got nuclear blast and, uh, and and nuclear preparedness uh posters all over the subway systems in there and ultimately that leads us to the ukraine and russia and i promise you it's i'm not gonna go in the direction you think i'm going to go or maybe you do think that because you're brilliant like me so everybody is looking at the ukraine and russia everybody Everybody is saying, oh, it's going to be a nuclear war. You have got, y- you're never going to believe this. You've got these a-holes in the mainstream media saying, they, they wrote a whole article about it. I read it today. I wish I had it in front of me. About how, oh, a nuclear exchange would be good for climate. Oh, we can, we can balance everything out with a nuclear exchange. This is a good thing. I mean, come on. like how? how I, you can't even fathom. The idiocy of these people. Like, you really have to get out of your overly pious mindset. Your ostentatious bullshit. The, like, a nuclear exchange is not good. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. It's not good. It's not going to help the climate. I'll promise you it won't. Just look at the Marshall Islands and look at the South Pacific in the 40s and 50s. It ain't good. Ugh. So... Everyone is looking over there. All of the mainstream media has you looking at Russia and the Ukraine. President, every, the West, Poland is now pining for nuclear weapons uh, being run by the United States or, or um, uh, watched and maintained by the United States over there in Poland, right? Because now they're saying, oh, we're, we're, we're Putin's going to invade Poland now. So you're looking over there. But we have all of this stuff going on right at home, right in the United States. Nobody was talking about a nuclear exchange in the Ukraine as of July of this year. Maybe there were some few rumblings, but it wasn't really there. Nobody was talking about sneaking something in since Millie. What are we really looking at? This is my conjecture. There's already something in this country. Whether that is a a dirty bomb, which is basically, you know, nuclear waste that emits radiation and gets people sick. It's a slow burn type of deal. Or there's something else in it. There there is a a small nuke, a small tactical nuke, a la 9-11, somewhere. Or there could be a bigger nuke. Or... That's about it. So, what all of this rhetoric says to me is that somebody got something along the nuclear lines already in this country, and they don't know where it is. They suspect it's New York City because why else? No other city is talking about this kind of stuff. That's why we've got all of these New York City PSAs coming out all over the place. They suspect it's New York City, it could be anywhere. But what's going to happen, or if something happens, how about that? That's a better better way to phrase it. If something happens on the nuclear scale, they're immediately going to blame Russia. Immediately. And then that will give them the excuse to go all out in the Ukraine and then probably go all out against China um, afterwards. That's going to be the excuse. But in reality, I would sincerely be suspect of whether or not the Russians actually have or smuggled a nuke into this country. They don't have to. They don't have to. They've got submarines that can do the job. We talked about the Poseidon torpedo, which can carry up to 100 megatons of boom stuff right off the coast. They don't even have to detonate. A Poseidon torpedo in the harbor. All they have to do is detonate it off the coast. Tsunami. Woof. The whole thing. Flooded. Done. So who would do something like that? Who would potentially smuggle in something along those nuclear lines? I suspect that it is... (gasps) I don't know who. Uh, honestly, I suspect it's probably a breakaway civilization kind of deal. Uh, you're talking about uh, basically, if you if you want to be frank about it, you're talking about the Nazis that went underground since the 1940s and have been have been uh, extremely suspicious, popping up in odd oddball places to, ever since then. Uh, Ukraine's the most obvious one. I'll show you pictures if you really want, but. What is really going on? Somebody snuck something in here and they are the ones using the world or using New York City and using this device as nuclear blackmail. But I don't think it's a state actor. I think it's a transnational actor. So some kind of group that doesn't have to belong to any particular country. So you're talking about a group that pulls all the strings. You're talking about a George Soros or uh what else do we have a rockefeller or a rothschild style of of wealth of money of resources that kind of deal world economic forum Klaus schwab type deal that's what i truly think is going on and i think i i would lay dollars to donuts i oh, i would i wouldn't mind losing that one cuz i like donuts that there's already something here they're looking for it and if something does happen they're prepping the narrative To make you believe that Russia is the aggressor and Russia did it. God forbid something happens. That's why they're ramping up all of this rhetoric. And that's why they're gearing everybody towards this nuclear calamity. right? And and there are a bunch of nations that are are kind kind of in the loop on that. Take a look at Australia. Take a look at China. They're rounding people up for one COVID case and putting them in concentration camps. That seems a bit extreme to me, doesn't it? Well, I think more than likely the reason why they're doing that is creating social engineering techniques to get people used to the idea of needing to evacuate almost immediately for some reason and living in an area that is relatively secure where the government can oversee what's going on and who's in there and whatnot. That's my two cents. Okay, so I'm not going to read more more poetry... But I just, as always, one of the main things with this podcast is to raise the levels of awareness and also be able to see through the massive amounts of ass hattery that we're being fed day in and day out from the mainstream media and its Mockingbird conglomerate uh, Department of Defense nonsense bullshit artists. So... As always, you can like me, find me, share me, and uh, it's, it's the weekend time. Time for tequila, time for uh, lovemaking, time for fornicating, and time for going outside with everybody because it's supposed to be a splendid weekend. Until next week, this is Chris Michaels, and this is The Last Call Podcast.